0: Are you here? Yes. Yes, there you are. Well, we're all here. Everyone accounted for. Even your host, Paul, who seems to be a bit under the weather. Welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour, where the mission is to help people tell their side of the story. Ladies and gentlemen, we're presenting an interview with Ms. Christina Bob. She's a proud American. A U.S. Marine, a media personality, an attorney for the Donald Trump campaign, and author of the 2023 book Stealing Your Vote from Skyhorse Publishing. We're about to bring out the very impressive Christina Bob, but first, would you please subscribe to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel? Hmm? It helps us all, you know, and you'll never miss an interview. Now, before we start the interview, I'd just like to say, all roads lead to Publius. And with that, I think it's time for Miss Christina Bob. Let's listen together.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure to be joined by Christina Bob. I have been in the midst of reading her book, Stealing Your Vote. Uh, which is available digitally or in paper. She is also an attorney for the Trump campaign and a media personality. It's a great honor to have you with us.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Well, it's an honor to have you and, and talk about timely with all of the things going on right now. With all of these various battles, what would you say is the biggest challenge the defense is facing right now
2: um i would say indictments if yeah. i could be a, a broad i mean president trump is surging in the polls his campaign is solid uh, his support is solid the american people are behind him he pretty much has the republican nomination it's a slam dunk uh he's leading in some polls against joe biden at this point um so the campaign is actually doing very very well. Uh I don't know if it would be doing better without the indictments. The indictments don't seem to be having too much of a negative impact other than you know we have to deal with them. We have to handle the cases. So uh other than that I think the campaign's doing great. I think the president's doing great and I think the American people are excited to ha- to put him back in the White House.
1: How do you think all of this is is affecting President Trump mentally? Just the constant, I mean, coming at him from every single angle.
2: Yeah, I think it makes him more determined than ever. You know, he doesn't have to be doing this. He's doing this because he loves this country and he believes in what America is supposed to be. He believes in our constitution. And so the more that they attack him, the more that they use what is supposed to be our freedom and what is supposed to be our right, and they use that power against him to hurt the American people, uh, I think it only... Makes him more resolved to get back into the White House and clean things up
1: something that I've been reading in in the newspapers lately is there's this idea that you know the attacks are going to move in a different direction that for example, they're going to go after Rudy Giuliani is the the newest rumor from the press. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's likely?
2: um I don't uh, I think that they are trying to um limit our ability to use witnesses. I don't I don't think they're trying to make this a, a full trial. I mean quite honestly, they've said in court that they want to do this very quickly. they want it to go to trial in 70 days and if they start bringing in a whole bunch of other defendants, that's going to slow it down. So I I don't think that's their goal at this point. I, you know who knows I, I'm not in the mind of Jack Smith. I don't know what he's doing but I <laughs> I don't think so. I think their goal is speed.
1: Speed. What do you think of this character, Jack Smith?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, he has a reputation for abusing his authority for the sake of damaging his political opponents. I mean, he did that with Bob McDonnell, the former governor of Virginia. He prosecuted him and ruined his career. You know, conservatives love to come back and say, oh, he was overturned eight to zero at the Supreme Court. It was this great conservative victory. No, it wasn't. He ruined the career of the man he despised the most, the man he hated the most. And yeah, he got overturned at the Supreme Court, but he doesn't care. He'll get overturned at the Supreme Court here too. He doesn't care. His goal is not justice. His goal is to eliminate Donald Trump from the race, or from the race, or from, from the ability to win, to confuse enough voters, to muddy the waters enough that uh people don't want to vote. Whatever it is. His goal here is not justice.
1: Hmm. Now I want to go back in time. I can remember watching on the news live uh, the event, the the raid of Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you got to witness up close.
0: Right. Uh,
1: tell us what was going through your mind. I can't remember a time in, in my young life ever seeing such a thing. What were you thinking being there?
2: Yeah. Well, I am a witness in that case, so I can't go into a lot of details, but just the overall assessment is the same, probably that most people, you know, yes, I was there on the ground, but at the same time, I felt very much like I was watching it as an American citizen going, what on earth? What is happening here? You know, it was a lot of questions. And so um, I don't actually have that much more information than (laughs) the American public. Just looking at it going, Unbelievable! I never, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think this would happen in the United States of America.
1: Yeah, you and a lot of people for sure. Yeah. Now I want to turn to the book. Uh, it's it's got such a, a a great title, "Stealing Your Vote," mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. It's it it reads it's very action. You know, it reads like and like it, you you put the reader right there on the spot. I hope everybody out there goes out and gets it. But I'm hoping you can tell us something that you brought up in the book that I thought, now, this is really, really interesting. The Zuckerbucks, Mark Zuckerberg. And tell us, to what extent do you believe these organizations, non-government groups, interfered with the election?
2: I think 100%. I think Hmm. their mission was to make sure that Joe Biden won the election, Um, And I, you know, vote at home, national vote at home, you know, that's one organization they claim to be bipartisan, but they're all about mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots is a partisan issue. So um, I don't think they're as nonpartisan as they would like people to believe that they are. But, uh, you know, CTCL, the Center for Tech and Civic Life, they got the $350 million from the Zuckerberg Foundation. And Uh, Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin looked into it. They had the uh, retired justice of the Supreme Court of Wisconsin do a full investigation and report on it. And he found that uh, it was bribery. It was a prima facie violation of the bribery laws in Wisconsin surrounding elections. So I think that's, that's a very real issue.
1: Well, the book, it does detail so many different things, so many irregularities, if you will, Strange things, and then in some cases, just glaring. Wow, what was that? What would you say, in terms of the 2020 election, is one of the most glaring examples of these irregularities or bad behavior, even?
2: Well, I mean, the most obvious is removing Republicans from the counting rooms and boarding up the windows. You know, uh, and I don't necessarily even go into that in that much detail in the book because everybody's already aware of all of that. But anytime you remove your opposition from the count, board up the windows, and then change the results of the election three days later and say, oh, no, no, you have to trust us. This is completely normal. Uh, I think that's that's pretty suspicious.
1: Certainly. And, you know, I am I know I'm not the only one here, and it was good to to see other people commenting on this, but... I couldn't help but notice that every single time something was surfacing regarding Hunter Biden or corruption, yeah. even of President Biden himself, there was an immediate, the very next day, suddenly there was another indictment.
2: Yeah, of course. The timing is also suspicious, is it not? Uh, and why Donald Trump is going through all of these indictments and not the Bidens is another really good question. Uh, Donald Trump has not committed any crimes, didn't do anything wrong, and yet he's been indicted 3 times, potentially a fourth one pending, and the Bidens who we have confirmed taking bribe money from other countries uh isn't facing anything. The uh, Hunter Biden's plea deal fell through because the government was going to basically give him immunity for all future prosecutions for any open investigation. I uh, uh these sweetheart deals are it's it's unconscionable really. It's unconscionable. So you're right. I think your assessment is very astute.
1: So, to what extent do you believe that this retaliation is coordinated?
2: You mean like among the states?
1: Yeah, like I mean, it seems it seems to the point of of being precision. <laughs> you know, like it, yeah. it's it seems like immediate retaliation. You know yeah. What I oh, mean? I
2: think. I think it's very coordinated. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they're bringing this case at the time that they're bringing it. Um, They've had all of this evidence, all of this information for almost three years now. There was no reason for them to wait. If they truly thought there was a crime, there was no reason for them to wait almost three years uh, other than they're trying to interfere with the 2024 election. So it's all coordinated. It's all an attempt to interfere in the 2024 election.
1: Hmm. Was there any revelation that you discovered as a result of writing this book? Anything that you discovered that you hadn't uh, previously known, the the book of yours uh, stealing your vote?
2: I I would say all of it. And I I can't (laughs) take credit for a lot of the revelations because it's... um, There are people on the ground and I tried, the people that wanted to be named, I tried to name them as best I could. And then, you know, some people don't, but it's really folks on the ground in these communities in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, New Mexico, Georgia, you know, all of the states. Uh, grassroots efforts came together pretty quickly and started looking into the election. And I I plugged in with these groups and was like, what are you finding? What are you getting from these freedom of information requests? Janelle Branchin is a state rep in Wisconsin, who was phenomenal, did a great job um, trying to explore what happened in 2020. And so I personally didn't come up with the information. I, you know, I used the sources on the ground that I had, but from what I had, from what I know, you know, there's very few others reporting on it. You've got Gateway Pundit, who's they came out with a new report this week. I think it was yesterday that was kind of a, a blockbuster finding. Um, you, you know, you have a few other outlets that are willing to cover this, but there weren't yeah. a lot of, especially at that time, there really weren't a lot of media outlet, outlets willing to talk about it.
1: That is true, and you've made quite a number of media appearances from. Mm-hmm mainstream to some of these non-mainstream outlets. How do you think the mainstream media has treated you? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah. You know, I, they do what they do. I, my, I'm honest, honestly I like the non-mainstream outlets better. Um, I, my favorite is local radio. I think local radio stations are the backbone of media today. Mm. Uh, So, you know, I, I don't, I you can make your own assessment about the media. I don't love the way they cover me, but um it is you know I don't there's not much I can do about it. So Right. It, you know.
1: You just keep fighting. Yeah. Well, I spend probably too much time on Twitter, I'll admit that, but something that I see from a lot of our our democrat friends, our leftists, is they have this r- very real and it, at times it's almost like a sickness. You know, it's it's commonly called TDS. It's called all kinds of things. They have this fantasy. They really, really would just they want nothing more than to see President Trump in handcuffs. Right. How likely do you think they are to have their their fantasy come true?
2: I don't think that's likely. Um, Yes, I do think it's their fantasy for a lot of these folks with Trump derangement syndrome. But I think their real goal, their true goal is to keep him out of the White House. Um, they might try to jam something through in DC and get the DC judge to you know require him to immediately report. But I I, I really don't I don't think that's likely. Uh, I think that would be an immediate appeal, go up to the Supreme Court real fast, and there's no way that this stands review at the Supreme Court. So I, I don't think it's gonna. You know, I could be wrong. Who knows what they're gonna do? But I, I just don't think so.
1: What do you think about this theory that some people have, where they think? oh, it's actually the leftists do want Trump to be the nominee. I've been hearing people say that yeah. because they believe he can be defeated by Biden.
2: Then why are they doing this? If they really want him to be the nominee, if they would hmm. leave him alone, he would easily become the nominee. They're doing this because they're terrified of him. They don't want him to be the nominee. And anybody who, I don't know why anyone would believe that theory because they sure are working really hard to make sure he's not the nominee.
1: Great point. <laughs> well, what? How how much trust can we have given the book? I mean, I'm I'm in the middle of it right now, and it it is it's it's a fascinating book. You did such a wonderful job on Thank it. You. But how, it it makes one wonder how can we trust the election going forward?
2: Yeah. Well, the difference is going to be people. The difference is people getting involved. I mean, in co- in in 2020 we had COVID. Nobody was nobody was particularly uh, active other than activist liberals. And so 2020 got our attention. People woke up, they got involved. There's a bunch of grassroots all over the country that are doing great work in a lot of different communities. And, uh, that's the difference. Now, some communities have done better than others. I'm not saying it's totally free and clear across the country. That's certainly not the case. I don't think, but the question is, is it clean enough for President Trump to win, we all know that President Trump is the heavy favorite. Favorite, it's not even close. Uh, but the question is, is is it clean enough? And I think, I think if it's not already, it, it will be by the time the election rolls around. But it only will get there if Americans get involved. If you're concerned about is our election safe, get involved. Become an election worker. Become a poll observer or a challen- challenger. You know, whatever it's called in your community. A judge, I think, in some areas. Um, an inspector. All of that. Get involved and be part of the solution.
1: Well, that's a that's a great place to close. Would you like to say anything else to our viewers out there, no matter what their beliefs might be?
2: Well, thank you uh for having me. Thank you for giving me a platform to tell my story and get involved. I don't I don't care who you're voting for, as long as you want clean and fair elections, and as long as you want the American people to be the ones who select their leaders. Get involved. We need it, it. We're not divided on Republican or Democrat the way they want us to believe. We're divided on American freedoms and the Constitution versus those who believe that there's a political class and they have a right to dictate our lives to us. Uh, that I mean, that's the divide. So get involved, stay informed as you're doing. And thanks for your time.
1: Thank you very much. You put that so wonderfully.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: All right, Christina, Bob.
2: All right, have a great day.
1: You too. Until next time.
2: All right.
0: You know, the Paul Leslie Hour is made possible by people like you. Listeners, viewers, please go to thepaulesley.com slash support. And you'll know what to do when you're there. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who contributes. Performance of The Entertainer, intro song by John Primerano. And of course... This is your announcer speaking. See you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.